2: What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRM Online. We're coming at you this week with uh, a little bit of DC Legends of Tomorrow. Um, basically, we're going to recap what we saw from San Diego Comic Con, talk about that for a little bit. Kind of now that there's a little bit more revelations of what's going on with this show, see where we're, you know where we're heading, and see if the fourth installment of the DC uh, Entertainment Universe on television is going to live up to the ex- expectations that everybody has for it so far. So, kind of recapping where we last left off at the end of season one, the time Masters had basically been destroyed from the team, and then it's up to the team to basically set the past, present, and future, and right before they're set off and going on to their, you know, uh, ways, we get what? The Justice Society comes, Mm -hmm. stops in, and basically tells- Rex Taylor came in, right? Rex Taylor, yeah comes in and, and tells them that if you guys travel to the future, you're basically dead. So this is kind of the beginning of, I don't know, I think a, a merger of teams. I mm-hmm. um, the trailer didn't really show too much of the Justice Society, but it's showing a lot more of different characters from the other shows. You see Damien Dark for a little bit and a couple other flashes um, from the other TV shows make appearances in this, so... This could be an ultimate setup by the end of the season where we see the Legends team uh, team up with the Justice Society of America to take down whoever the big bad is. So, Mark, what do you think about the trailer so far that's been released?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, The incorporation of the Justice Society I think is great. Um, I've been... A fan of the Justice Society um, you know growing up my dad was always a fan so that's kind of how I have a little bit of background with them but it really seems uh, like you're gonna have more of a established uh, a group with the justice society a group that you know has more practice than kind of this um, ragtag group I guess yeah. for lack of a better term uh, with the Legend of tomorrow just kind of um, you know they're obviously starting to come into their own but at the same time, you know, they, they spent a good majority of the first season trying to figure it out. So I think, um, I think you know, the Legends can really kind of grow as a group uh, with their interactions with the Justice Society. But I also don't see um, many of the members maybe uh, possibly wanting some of that interaction, right. especially mm-hmm. from the beginning, since so many were, weren't really that thrilled to be working with each other. Uh, within the same group. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I think there's some interesting uh, aspects that could be drawn into this just with that group, and then also the talk of the um, uh, Legion of Doom, is it right? Yeah, uh, um, Which I think is interesting. Um, and I think, who did they talk about for the for the members of that? I know Malcolm Merlin, Reverse Malcolm Flash. Malcolm
2: Merlin, um, Reverse Flash. Uh, Damien Dark, Dark. And then supposedly a reappearance of Vandal Savage. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, supposedly that's the the, the the talk is that that's the first uh, the, the fourth
1: person, okay, which I think would be cool. Uh, the only one that I'm not completely sold on, and I know we saw him in the trailer was Damien Dark. Um, and there's nothing against you know the actor who portrays him or anything. I'm just not a fan of the character, Damien Dark. I just really can't, you know, I struggled with that with Arrow. Um, you know, I it's so it's not like when I saw him in the trailer, I was, you know, well, I think if if you know, I like when I saw Reverse Flash or Malcolm Merlin in some of the articles, I was like, oh, that's great, that's awesome, you know, or if like I don't know, Slade Wilson or someone popped up, I'd be like, yeah, that's great, and you know, I saw Damian Dark, I'm just kind of like, eh, um, you know, I don't really know him much outside of the, the magic. That was portrayed, yeah, I and mean, so I, I don't, you know, I don't know how much of a, a factor he would really be, but, eh, I mean, you know, we'll see. Supposedly, he trained under the League of Assassins, even... Right, um, with Ra's. With Ra's, mm-hmm. even though we didn't really see that much an arrow um, because the focus was on the magic. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think there are some interesting ways that they could go with it. I'm pretty excited for it.
2: Yeah, um, I think um speaking of Roz is that matt nabel's supposed to reprise That's his role right. yep. as raz al ghul as, as well and so this is why yeah. i'm kind of like in and really starting to like this show is because they got away from the whole storyline of the time masters mm. and trying to fix right. the future and now what they can do is basically bring back the bad guys that were good and some were bad and, you know like damian dark to me b-list you know sure. villain right. in the comic mm-hmm. series like you know um and nothing a- against you know the character mm-hmm. anything like that, but it's just it the the magic thing would have been Damian Dark would have been great in, in Constantine when uh, if if they had introduced him in that show, um, right. And that would have been perfect. It would have made it would, exactly been a little bit it made more, more sense, exactly. Maybe more the if you went with a more of Damien Dark, League of Assassins, you know, more you know, violent criminal type deal yeah. and stuff, and not so dependent on voodoo magic and so forth then, yeah, I mean, good good enough. But by reprising some of these characters, you know, hopefully, hopefully, with this whole debacle of Suicide Squad and everything like that, maybe this could be the show that reintroduces uh, Manu Bennett as, uh, you know, Slade Wilson and we oh, get sure to see Deathstroke so. one more time or, you know, something like that, you know, where slowly but surely DC movies are bowing or out of the way and allowing you know, some of the major characters to come back to the TV show. So, you know, Superman's coming on the Supergirl. Um, and then according to some of the new reports in Arrow is that some of the characters that were technically off limits previously mm-hmm. are now, you know, going to be able to make, if if the show continues past season five, are going to be able to make their appearances on there. I think that's what's made the shows
1: um, so in- intriguing. Obviously, the plot aspects for the the heroes... Uh, but also, as we, we talked about in our last podcast, the idea, you know, the villain is, is extremely important, um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> for the buy-in, uh, and, you know, they've had some great ones, and I think some of the shows have been limited. I was actually, and we'll get into it a little later, with, uh, Supergirl, um, you know, surprised in Superman's incorporation, um... For being such a, a main character, but at the same time, yeah, you know, if that, if if you could include Superman, um, I would think that you could include characters that we've seen before, such as Deathstroke, um, even you know, uh, I know it was, you know Captain Boomerang. Um, yeah, in, in, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he was in a epi- he was in an episode and then of Arrow and Arrow. Then he was, it was um, a uh,
2: Flash Arrow crossover.
1: Yeah, and then he was uh, put in prison on Leon. You with um, Slade.
2: That's right. Remember? Right, so, I, mean, I forgot about
1: that. Um, you know, bringing characters like that back, or even when they used um, Task Force X, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bringing those um, into uh, Legends or some of the other movies, you know, it, it definitely creates some great avenues that they could could go down. And really, you know, for some characters, I'll tell you what as well, like Damien Dark, who wasn't as, um, you know, well-liked, I guess you could say. Using him in Legends may be a way to kind of help that character and reestablish him a little bit too. Right. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I'm interested because I'm not a hundred percent sure what do, how they're going to go this season.
2: Right. You know, um, kind of like what I was talking to you before we started uh, recording was that it seems like the way that the shows have been set up on the CW is that starting on Monday night with Supergirl. And then working your way down the week by Thursday night, this seems like this is going to be the the action show. That this is the the heavily action show. Um, you get it from the trailer. It's mm-hmm. a lot of the old scenes from season one, whereas you know a lot of the, the action moments um, and the, the climactic moments, and then the little bit of new stuff that we get. You know, we get the the vision or the scene of the Nazis blowing mm-hmm. up New York City with a nuclear bomb. You know. Um, the confrontation with Damien Dark and a couple other new presents. But what I liked about this trailer was that it seems like the team now is, you know, is confident in who they are mm-hmm. or that that was always the struggle in season one is were they a team, were they not a team and the individuals breaking off. But it seems like this is going to be kind of where the show takes a turn and it's going to be more about the, the, the fun of it. And, you know, not really violence, but getting to what people are, are entertained and watching, you know, and not being so distraught about mm-hmm. feelings and emotions and can I save, you know, this person in the past, but it's more or less just let's go back in time or go to the future and kick some butt. I want to see what they do with um, Heat Wave too, just because
1: he, even though I know it's kind of a, a ragtag group, but he still seems like the odd man out to me. Yeah. I mean, I like his character, but, like, he, he, you know, he, um, uh, Dominic Purcell, right? Yeah, Dominic Purcell. Um, he played off so well with Wentworth Miller's um, Captain Cold that now that, you know, Captain Cold isn't a regular member, I, I just wonder how he's going to do with
2: interacting with the rest of the group. Yeah, it seems like he's going to take more on, like, just a little bit of what you saw um, is he's going to take on, kind of a, a leadership role, you know, mm-hmm. so he's got a little bit more of a um, dialogue you saw in the trailer than majority of the other characters. I don't even think that, um, you know, f- the Jax or Professor Stein or Firestorm even said one word in this trailer. Yeah, uh, right. Um, Ray, you know, Brandon Routh didn't say a, a word and so forth, but they made sure that, um, you know, Katie Lotz Sarah Lance and Dominic Purcell had, you know, more of a dialogue per se, so it looks like th- I would assume that those two are going to be kind of the leads, and everybody's following suit because, um, you know, those are the I think the two most intriguing characters. Um, the The episodes from season one where you got to right at the end where you got to see Dominic Purcell's you know himself as a kid and mm. how troubled he was and so forth just really you know gave you more insight to who he was as Heatwave and why he turned the way he did. And then Sarah, you know, having to deal with Damien Dark killing you know, um, Laurel and never really getting any closure out of that. And so now you see that that's going to come to fruition. So, um, But to me, I think this is going to be the dark horse show of, of the CW and of just general comic book television. I think this is the one that, in the end, could be something like a, a Firefly from back in the day where it's going to have a cult following. There's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be f- you know, stuck to the show. Will it see the ratings like Flash and, you know, some of the other um, television shows? Probably not, but I think the, the fans that are are going to be fans of the show are going to be loyal to it all the way through.
1: I think another reason why the show could do well um, this season is because it doesn't have the same expectations as the other show. No, yeah, you're um, right on that. I think that, you know, it, it kind of like you said, um... The ratings probably won't be as high as like Flash or um, uh, maybe even Arrow, but at the same time, you know, Flash has high expectations because it's done well the past two seasons. Arrow has high expectations because it didn't do well the past two seasons right. and needs to do well. Um, yeah, so I think with this one, it you know um, did fairly well last year. Uh, it definitely uh, got better as the season went on I agree with that I agree with that Um, to to tell you the truth at the beginning of the season I had a difficult time getting into it but about a couple in I really did start to get into it and I enjoyed it Um, but yeah I think that's another reason why it could do well is because if uh, a series or a show or whatever it may be doesn't have high expectations I think it has a higher probability of doing well
2: right yeah I mean you know go into it with low expectations and just being surprised you know, it might be the same type of standards or you know, type of you know, linear path that it takes from season one, where maybe at the beginning we're not totally sold on it, um, but then as the season progresses, you know, it, by the end of the season we're into it, and we're hooked, and so that's usually the the, the the best formula for a lot of these shows that uh, that stick around a lot is that at the beginning of the season it's kind of you know so so, and then as you hit mid season to the, end the season finale is. You know that's where it really picks up in the story. It picks up, uh, you know, um, especially with the main villain of the. You know that's where you really are introduced to the, who the main villain of the show is for that season, and you know where you see the major conflict. Um, what shocked me about this was that so San Diego Comic Con um, took place, you know, July twentieth to July twenty fourth, um, and this show had only been in production for season two for. A total of, what was it, eight, nine days. Mm. And, you know, you definitely can tell that the trailer that came out was a lot of from season one. But the amount of film that they were able to show for season two is pretty impressive. Right. Um, You know, um, it looks like the maybe first couple episodes are going to either deal with the time pirates or with Damien dark so I think the first four episodes which had already been mostly done before San Diego comic-con are gonna focus on those two which is kind of interesting as a, a takeoff so it's gonna be interesting how um, the interaction with just society with what was it uh, with Rex and coming in you know and where you're gonna pick up from that so um, who do you think? Now we're going to get Justice Society in here, or hopefully by the end of the season, get Justice Society. Who do you think is going to be the main villain of this show?
1: You know, I, that's, that's tough. And I, I, I think it's difficult because, um, you know, you have such a wide range of characters. Um, sometimes it's easier, like, for instance, you know, Flash or, or Supergirl or Arrow, it's easier sometimes to pick a possible villain because they have, you know, a certain gallery of villains, the mm-hmm. rogues gallery or whoever it may be. And you have such a mix of different characters here, not only with the Legends themselves, but then with um, the Justice Society. It's hard for me to pick out who that main villain is might be because, you know, I know they've talked about the Legion of Doom and having, uh, obviously, Dark and um, Malcolm and Reverse Flash, but I really can't put my finger on who that main villain might be. And I think some of it is because I don't really 100% know what direction they're going with the plot yet. I mean, I know that, you know, from, from this and from um, some articles that I've read, um you know, some some areas that they're going to kind of uh, go into. But I don't know. I have, I have a difficult time pinpointing who the overarching villain uh, may be. Or maybe it'll be a, a
2: couple working together. You know, I don't, I don't really know. What do you think? It's uh, So, with this show, it's unique because of the time jumps. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it looked like Damien Dark in the trailer is going to be more or less in the 1940s and assisting to um the nazis in in trying to do that does he take the the mantle from vandal savage you know from that point because remember that that's where you know in season one vandal savage you know there's heavy influence during that time period of him having a major influence from that time period from the cold war and so forth so i wonder if damian dark takes over um You know, I wouldn't be surprised since this is a show that basically was created out of nothing, you know, basically, um, you know, side characters from Flash and Arrow that they might want to go in or they might go in their own direction and create something that wasn't from the comics. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, um, really, if you think about it, the only thing that was kind of concrete, really stuck from the comic books from season one was, was Vandal Savage. Um, Rip Hunter's character, not really 100% um, faithful to the comic series, uh, especially in the New 52 version of it. Um, But, you know, I think that's a better move than trying to rehash an old villain and trying to introduce us to somebody that may not be the most well-known villain and trying to make that the bad guy. I think if you go with the Legion of Doom and you can get you know mm-hmm. Malcolm Merlin Reverse Flash all those guys together maybe that you know that will help out um, with this show but i don't know if they're going to if you would, if you told me that you're going to put Malcolm Merlin Reverse Flash um Ra's al Ghul Damian Dark Vandal Savage let's say those five together on a on a team would you really want to put it on Legends of Tomorrow or would you rather save it for mm-hmm. the Flash or Arrow which are more you know, define shows, more, more followings, you know, more fan base. So it'll be interesting. Maybe they're doing that to try and help promote this show yeah,
1: more, yeah. you know, if like out of all of those characters, I mean, I enjoy Malcolm Merlin. I really enjoy, uh, reverse flash. So maybe a way to look at it is, um, maybe some of these people are like, Oh, if you like those villains, like, Hey, they're going to be on this other show. Check out this other yeah. show too. Um, <clears throat> You know, it, it's something that I was just thinking about too is, you know, I'm wondering if does either Flashpoint play a role in this or does Reverse Flash play a large role in this? Because Damian Dark is
2: obviously in the past. Yeah, I mean... So how did he... Well, you have to think. So Ra's al Ghul knew Damian Dark oh, way back funny. when. So... yeah he definitely has either access to the Lazarus, Lazarus pit, pit. Yeah. or because of the, the idol that he possesses, which gives him his power, sure. might keep him immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then if you're going back in time, Lazarus pit is still intact. Who knows what flashpoint does with that? Right. If, the, if, if the Lazarus pit's still around and league of assassins is, is, is still around when Barry comes back and how big of an impact that has in the arrow universe. Um, Vandal Savage is immortal. Malcolm Merlin's going to be, you know, Reverse Flash can be, yeah, know, can, can time be, travel yeah, anywhere he wants. Malcolm Merlin will be the interesting one if huh. they do introduce him in, into A Legion of Doom. But who knows? Maybe Malcolm's, maybe he's the 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 dark horse or the, you know the key yeah. figure that we've never really thought about that he's been around longer and just as long as Ra's uncle and so yeah, forth. Yeah, true. You know? I mean, you never know anybody yeah. that's tied to the league. You really right. Have- you know, we got that little backstory of when um, Malcolm and Tommy's or Malcolm's wife and Tommy's mom was killed that Malcolm left Tommy and then went to go train with the League of Assassins. But who knows maybe that was all a fake story, you know mm-hmm. and he's actually been around for longer than we assume. Um, mm-hmm. Any other last couple points you wanted to bring up or anything?
1: Um, you know I, I, I'm really interested to see what they pull in from the Justice Society. Um, you know, I, I thought maybe they could pull in a villain, but, um, I just, I want to see what, what they do with that. I think that's an interesting route to, uh, to go. Um, yeah, I think that's, what's going to be interesting. I
2: wonder how much of a role that they're going to play. Um, could you see, like if, let's say the couple episodes they do incorporate Justice Society, mm-hmm. how well it does, if, if it really takes off and people follow it, maybe as a fifth show on the CW, Justice Society. Um,
1: possibly, I uh, maybe that, that's part of the plan. I would think that they may need a couple stronger justice society characters than the ones that they're introducing. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against the ones that they have, but you know, there's like, um, I forget all of them, but I know, um, you know, like steel will be one of them from yeah. what I saw. Um, and it's fine, but I mean, you know, there's there's so many great Justice Society characters uh, out there. I I, I think, um, you know, I, that maybe that's a possibility, you know. They could, I think, maybe it's one of those things they see uh, how successful that might be. I mean, that's kind of what they've done with some of these characters with Legends, you know. Yeah. Um, so,
2: yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I think that's if you put Justice Society as like a period piece, you know, located in um or put them in a different time period, yeah. not necessarily in the same universe as Arrow and Flash and the other guys, but some other time period where they have their own, mm-hmm. um, their own main focus. I think it could really take off. Yeah. Um, you know, I I know that for probably the past what ten years, they, you know, different uh, TV sh- uh, companies have tossed around the idea of doing a Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see that really yeah. flying, especially with the DC. Movie mm-hmm. universe trying to take off, I could see that being, you know, probably in the phase two part of it when sure. they if they do even make it that far, um, you know. But I don't ever see Just Society making you know a movie, so no, yeah. that definitely could be you know kind of like the original plan for Arrow is a five year show, making mm-hmm. a five year period piece, set it in you know World War Two, you know, or, um, Cold War era and so forth, and let them, you know be the main focus of that show and then at the end of five years call it, you know. Yeah, and you know, I think for a lot of
1: these, you know, the way it started off, I mean, y- you know, some of the larger characters from TV show like F- Flash or Arrow, you know, those are individuals that maybe somewhere when they first originated could have had or, well, obviously with the Flash being in, you know, the Justice League and, and right thought with Arrow, but yeah, you know, I think they're starting to develop a lot more TV shows that maybe won't um, have larger movies. You know, I don't want to get too much in the movie world, but I think with like Supergirl, for instance, um, I don't see Supergirl being a movie anytime soon. No, no. Um, but you know, it's it's you know it's cool to bring into this to to really kind of delve into those characters that you may never get a chance to see on the big screen, right? Which is cool because it's kind of one of those things like, well, what if this person? Like, I wonder what that would look like, and right. so it's neat to get some of that because I. You know, we'll talk about some of the characters a little bit more on with the Supergirl podcast, but um, you know, being able to see some of those, um, either not as known or just some that are a little bit more difficult or that you don't have room to bring to the big screen.
2: Right. Well, you guys let us know what you think in the comic sections. What are you looking forward to in Season 2 of Legends of Tomorrow? Um, make sure to check back and ch- listen to our other podcasts on the different trailers of San Diego Comic-Con coming up for the tv fall lineups um also if you want a full on review of film tv and what's going on in the comic book genre world make sure you listen to los fanboys podcast also this uh week we have the weekend warrior who just kicked off make sure you check out his uh weekly articles and his insights and he's also has a lot of exclusive interviews coming out um so that's it for mike and mark make sure you listen to us more on and keep coming back see you